0: Burns & Gambo. Afternoons.
1: Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. One to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. Dribbles up the left wing, meanwhile. Gets a pick from Biombo. Now he's open for three. Off the rim, no,
0: but Craig flies in, puts it off the window and in.
1: That was one of Tory Craig's finest moments. He was three. great last night. He was so good. That last was night. great. It was steal and it a dunk. Um, but I, I, I'll just say this on the. I give up. You give up? I give up. I have no idea what Monty's doing. You quit? I give up on trying to figure out what's going on with the bench. Yeah, I give up. I'm with you. I, 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 get I mean, it. don't even ask me for an opinion on what they're going to do in the playoffs. I have no idea. <laughs> Who who didn't play last night? Who didn't play? Like Cameron Payne Cameron didn't, play didn't play last night. night. Yeah. What were we talking about a week ago with James Jones? Like, how great Cameron Campain Payne has was. been! Great. Oh my God, he's so he's been so great. You <laughs> see, believe in him. He's been awesome. We had campaign on the show. Uh-huh. We had campaign on the show. He was so good. The Suns put him on the show. Uh-huh. That's how good he was. The Suns like we got to put him on the show. So and then today he doesn't play last night. Uh-huh. Okay, Terrence Ross and then T J Warren were like they were. You know, they they were hot for a little while. How many points did they score last night? Uh, Terrence Ross, zero. TJ Warren, zero. Zero. I'll throw in Landry Schammett for fun. He scored zero in last night's game. 30-something minutes out of those three guys, and you got zero points. Yeah. Yeah. I can't figure this. I can't (laughs) figure out the bench to save my life. I give up. You quit. I I like it. I like it. I mean, it was everybody saw. I mean, and Monty emptied the bench with about four minutes to go. Yeah, everybody got three minutes. a whole bunch of guys got to play. Saban Lee played. Landale played. Damian Lee played last night. Night, Sabin Lee. It was good to see him back on the floor. We haven't seen a whole lot of him lately. But but I uh, look I'm in terms of trying to decipher what it is, what it's gonna be, how it's gonna work, I'm with you. I have no clue. The biggest development of the night last night was clearly Landry Shamit basically getting campaign's minutes or yes. at least some of campaign's role now yes. that's not entirely accurate because Booker played because Booker was doing a lot of point book mm-hmm. last night he yeah. was and and it's it's. You know, I'll let Monty explain why Cameron Payne got a DNP last night and we can kind of riff off of this for a few no weeks. he's yeah. fine um, it's just a, de- a decision that I made to try to do something else with that second group um, defensively having bigger guys out there the other part is putting the ball in Book's hands a little bit and letting him you know play point and, and orchestrate. So it's just something that we're looking at. So campaign who did not play last night. I'm just getting worried that he has just entered the transfer portal. <laughs> Really? Are you reporting? should we play the breaking news sounder? Uh, campaign is in the transfer portal. Is he transferring to West Virginia didn't, like Kirk Kreesa? Didn't play. You don't play, that's what happens. If you don't play, you go in the transfer portal. Thank God it Campaign's doesn't work Campaign's like in the that. transfer the NBA, portal. Yeah, thank god it does it. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. now listen, we've always experimented with book or the sons have always experimented with book as as a point guard. He can run and he can handle it. And there's always the feeling that if Chris Paul ever, you know, fell off a cliff and wasn't able to play anymore, that that that's your best option. You know, it's easier to find a shooting guard mm-hmm. than it is a point guard. So if, if Paul, but Paul has been played at such a high level, I mean, maybe Monty, and I, listen, I, I don't mind the experimenting, okay? I don't know what's going on, but you may be experimenting because you're anticipating what happens if Chris wears down because we play two series in a row and they're both six games and now he's played 12 games in 25 days and he doesn't have anything left in the tank. Who do I go to? I mean, he could be just, try- and again, I would appreciate that, um, just preparing ahead for what you can't see in the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. That might make some sense. It, it might. Uh, it's, God, I got a lot of thoughts on this one, trying to unlock them all. I, I, first of all, I echo what you said. I don't mind it. Let's try it. Let's see. Let's see what you've got. Games to play with. Let's play with them a little bit. Let's try this. Let's try that. All right. I I think I think one of the things that Monty said. I'm going to play it again. One of the things that really stood out to me. Here we go again. No, he's fine. Um, it's just a de- a decision that I made to try to do something else with that second group um, defensively, having bigger guys out there. Defensively having bigger guys out there. Something I'm trying to do with that group, improving the defense a little bit. That that's okay. First of all, that's one of the things my mind goes to immediately. Who are you going to play that as bigger guys? Who, who are you going to play that has bigger guys? Who are you going to play that you can defend a little bit better, right? Because you're going to your defense is going to need to be crucial when you come to playoff time. Landry's a better defender than campaign, okay? Yeah. So that's that's one thing. He's a little bit bigger. He's a little bit bigger. That's another thing. It leads to him being a better defensive player. So let's experiment with Landry. We've talked about this a lot. With the addition of Kevin Durant now, not that he's a point guard, but he can handle the ball perfectly well, and he can initiate the offense perfectly so well. So good at it. The idea that you need a point guard quote unquote out there when Chris isn't, it's kind of an outdated thought. You really don't necessarily have to have one when you've got a guy like Kevin Durant. And something else happened last night. And I didn't really notice this until I read Dwayne Rankin's piece today on AZ Central. And he pointed out that (laughs) yesterday, last night, Kevin Durant and Chris Paul were on the floor together to start the second and, and to the start the fourth. fourth quarter. Yep. Two starters instead of one. Two. When Kevin Durant first came back, it was just KD with this, with the bench guys. Yep. And now it's, let me give you two starters with the bench guys. So kind of shortening the bench a little bit. Yep. Even though we've seen so many guys play off the bench, that's a way to shorten the bench to have two starters with three backup guys. Now, if that's going to be the plan for the playoffs. And I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be to have Chris and up out there to start the second and to start the fourth, you're going to naturally shrink your bench, and you're going to because you've got you've got three bench guys instead of four. To your point, and who's going to cut into the most with that campaign? He's he's the guy who would have been out there at the start of the second quarter yes. leading that unit. If that's not how it's going to be, then you want to go more towards defense. You want to go towards somebody who, quite frankly, is a little bit more of a consistent three point shot. than campaign is because Cam's a little erratic when it comes to his outside shooting. That, that Cam getting. Great but chase. Cam gets to the basket; he does. But if which I've got, Landry doesn't do, but if I've got two ball handlers out there, three if you want to count Landry, do, does does that do the the deficiency of campaign? Does that overweigh outweigh? I should say the fact that he can get to the basket Is, at the other end. I don't know. Is there enough time in three games to kind of figure out what your best options are?
0: I no, mean, you're, probably ex- not. you're
1: experimenting here, but it is it I mean, I thought that Cam was solidified. I mean, we talked about who are the locks off the bench. Campaign. And he doesn't play last night. Like not one minute. He doesn't play. Like, wow, it's crazy. Like it's that's crazy. like Yeah, it's it's been tough to figure out. Look, I think he's just experimenting and he's trying to figure out. Options for certain matchups down the road and, you know, in case guys just wear down or get hurt, what what's his what's his best option? Yes, yeah, no doubt. I, I mean, I mentioned those, you know, Chris Paul and Kevin Durant on the floor at the same time. The lineup that's been out there in the second and the fourth quarter, it was it, and it wasn't Landry. It was Paul. It was Durant. It was Tory Craig, Terrence Ross, and Bismack Biombo. Those were the five on the floor to start the second quarter and to start the fourth quarter. Landry's more playing like when he's out there with Book. And so when it's Book and Landry out there at the same time, sometimes it's going to be Booker initiating. Sometimes it's going to be Landry initiating. Uh, does campaign, does he get his spot back? I don't know. I mean, it's, it does seem like we've talked about this a lot. The scoring is down. They've got scoring. Plenty of scoring. Plenty of guys who can fill the the basket. They need defenders out there. And if that's going to be campaign's liability, they might want to look at other options, especially if they don't need his ball handling to be able to make up for that. Something that we never would have talked about a week ago. No. Because he was playing at such a high level and playing so well. I I would have never expected this. Nope. Nope. If you would have said, hey, well, what's, what's one backup guy who seems pretty locked in? Like, you could have made an argument. I, I, I've been saying Bismack the over Landale for a while. Um, but you, people could have made an argument that maybe, you know, Landale should, uh, should play a little bit more. But I thought the one guy that was pretty set was Cam Payne because of just how well he had played over a certain stretch to the point where James Jones last week was raving about yeah. Cam. I would have had Torrey Craig over mm-hmm. a notch. Over yes, I Cameron agree. Payne. Yeah. yeah. Just because he was a starter and he's been the first guy in on the He's a the versatile bench. defender. Really versatile guy. But I, to your point, I absolutely would have had Campaign second on that list. Absolutely. Yeah, and approach. now you just don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens in these next three games, how much he plays, or if Monty continues to experiment. Yeah, no doubt. We, when we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, we've got a new, fresh batch of mock drafts. And a couple of them have some trade downs for the Arizona Cardinals. Some of them make sense. Some of them don't make any sense at all. We'll talk about the Cardinals in these scenarios next on the Burns and Gambo show.
0: and Gambo, Arizona sports, the local sports leader.
1: All right, let's put a pause for a moment. On the Michael Bidwell talk, the Terry McDonough talk. I, I know that's, look, we're, we're, not, we're not putting our heads in the sands on this one. We understand that that is and will be, you know, the top story about the Cardinals for at least a little bit while longer until the draft. And certainly we're not trying to minimize it. But there are other things that we can talk about with the draft that is, what, three weeks from tomorrow? Three weeks from tomorrow. Three weeks from tomorrow. Three, we'll find out. Man. We'll find out. We might find out before, but we'll find out for sure, three weeks from tomorrow, what's going to happen with this third pick and what moving around the board is going to be. I will tell you, before we dive into the latest batch of mock drafts, I will tell you that the Vegas Raiders... According to Ian Rappaport, are hosting Alabama quarterback Bryce Young on a top 30 visit. You're only allowed 30 of them. Raiders. The Raiders. Sitting at number seven in the draft. We're moving on up. Are hosting Bryce Young. For so the deluxe apartment in the sky. Maybe. In addition. Why Her. do you meet with them if you're Bryce Young unless they're telling you the way we got, we got a chance to move up? You would. There'd be no reason for you to meet with them if you're staying at seven. You ain't getting him at seven. You have to move up to get him if you're the Raiders. You have to. Alright. Right? Then there's this, Albert Breer. The Raiders will host Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson. Oh, my goodness. On a top 30 visit on Friday in oh, Vegas. Wow. Uh, Vegas also had Kentucky's Will Levis in earlier in the week. They now, took the Chevy to the levee. And now sitting at seven. They could get Will Levis. Maybe they could get Anthony Richardson. Maybe they can't get Will Levis. I don't know for sure. But the Raiders are letting it be known. Leaking this out to the Breers of the world and the Rappaports of the world. Hey, look at us. Look at what we're doing. We're meeting with quarterbacks that we have no shot of getting, right? They They got Jimmy Garoppolo and they signed Brian Hoyer. Mm-hmm. So their quarterbacks right now are yes. Jimmy Garoppolo and Brian the Hoyer. thing happened yesterday. Thanks for the reminder. Yep. Yep. yep, so they brought brought him in, and so that's the two guys. That doesn't mean that they can't select a quarterback in the draft. I mean, so if they, if they feel like they love one of these guys and they want to move up to get them, three's a good spot. I mean, if you're talking about If you're not talking about, they're hosting Young, so three guys they're looking at, right? You mentioned three of them. Everybody but Stroud. Everybody but Stroud. Three get you one of them. Move with the Cardinals would get you one of them apparently the Raiders haven't ruled out any scenario but these are big like you're hosting those like that's a big sign that you're in on a quarterback if you can make a trade with someone or at least you're trying to make the world think you're in on a quarterback right And it's it's draft subterfuge it's the phrase that Wolfley uses all the time he's not wrong right you, you do a lot of stuff out there now you've only got 30 of these visits it seems a little silly that you'd burn a couple of them on guys that you just for smoke right just yes. to, just to try to throw people off the scent of what you' are really going to do. You've only got 30 of them, so you've got to use them somewhat wisely when it comes to things like that. Now, okay, with all of that as the backdrop, not knowing what the Raiders are going to do, let's talk about a couple of these mock drafts. And in, in, I'll be honest with you, in some ways, it's really easy for me to disregard these because they both seem really kind of silly in their own separate ways. You found both of them. You want to start with the Zerline mock or the CBS mock let's you had go in with, Let's go with the Zerline one because that, that one we, we took a look at yesterday. We didn't get to talk about it, and it, it had a very, very fascinating scenario in So Lance Zierlein, who I think is a fairly noteworthy mock drafter at NFL.com, this is his third mock draft. He's got Bryce Young going number one overall to the Carolina Panthers. And then he's got the Houston Texans taking Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher out of Texas Tech, number two overall, writing that if the Texans miss out on Young, they might not be a lock to take Stroud. With needs along the defensive front and two 2023 first round picks, the choice could be between Wilson and Will Anderson Jr., the Alabama edge wow. rusher. Wow, got Tyree Wilson. To think, to think that Tyree Wilson would go ahead of Will Anderson, like, that would be a shock to me. Shocker. That would be a shock. Will Anderson is a tremendous talent. Like there's a lot of comparisons to a lot of different guys. I'm not saying Tyree Wilson won't be a good player. Maybe he'll end up being a great player, but with all the information that you have in front of you, you know, you think okay, Anderson seems like the the more logical choice there. So that one was really I mean, Tyree Wilson going number two overall? I haven't seen that anywhere else. So, so like, is he, is he just thinking that if the Texans don't get Bryce Young, then that, they don't like any of the other three quarterbacks? Like, they like Bryce Young, but they don't like C.J. Stroud. They don't like Richardson. They don't like Levis. That might be the thought. Like the, like the Texans have eyes for just one of them. And if right. it's Bryce Young and Bryce Young. I read a story today that suggested, hey, the Panthers might have started this journey wanting C.J. Stroud, but they might be pivoting to Bryce Young at number one overall and if they do pivot from Stroud to Br- now I would think if Houston wanted to they could have a an auction for the number two pick in the draft for somebody who wanted to come up and get C.J. Stroud well, couldn't you move down four or five spots and still get Tyree Wilson though like I, we talk about that with the Cardinals like if they really like Tyree Wilson you could move down to five with Indianapolis and still get him you could and that's why I'm wondering if the Raiders you know are they trading up to two with Houston could they move up to two and, and then and, you know, could the – okay, so I'm, I'm thinking out loud here. Okay. If the Raiders move from seven to two to get one of the quarterbacks that they're looking at, the, the the Texans could move back to seven, maybe get Tyree Wilson there. I don't know for sure, but maybe get Tyree Wilson there. But they still need to get a quarterback. But could they, they just – okay, forget about the Raiders for a second. Follow me. Okay. Why not just give Indianapolis the chance at the second-best quarterback? Have the Colts move up to two, the Texans move yeah. down to four. Yeah, story today, there was a story today, I sent it to you, where Ursa is like, we're going to we're get a quarterback. We, get, we have to get a quarterback. He wants quarterback. a young quarterback. He doesn't want another retread. Right. He wants to find his next Andrew He wants Luff. to develop yes. a quarterback. Yes. So that, that was today that Ursay wants the Colts to find a quarterback, despite Lamar being available. Um, so why not, instead of going to seven, why not just go to four? You may not get as much. But you still get, you're in a great position there to get the guy that you really want, too. So, like, okay, the Cardinals take... If you really like Tyree Wilson, he'll be there at four. He may not be there at seven, but he'll be there at four. Yeah. I'll, I'll read the rest of this mock draft because maybe it sort of explains it as I go. He's got the Cardinals staying put at three and taking Will Anderson. He's got the Ravens moving up to four to take C.J. Stroud. It goes against everything that's coming out of Indianapolis, it would. It's going against everything that we're hearing out of Indianapolis that the Colts will select a quarterback for their top Well, I, it looks like he's suggesting that because the Ravens are trading with the Colts that it's a Lamar Jackson trade that Lamar would be go. But oh, that's, wow. he writes, okay. if okay. a trade is going to get done for Lamar Jackson, you would think Baltimore would like it to happen before the draft, okay. especially if the deal is with the Colts. Now, again, that but Lamar Jackson's still a young quarterback, right? It's not like he's an old guy that the Colts would be trading for. So he's got C.J. Stroud going four to the Ravens, who trade Lamar Jackson to the Colts. Fascinating. Jalen Carter, five. And then he's got the Texans taking the 12th pick. And the two first rounders they have next year, at least one of them, to moving move up back to seven to take Will Levis. Now at that point, Anthony Richardson is still there. So if this mock is correct, they'd have their choice between Will Levis and Anthony Richardson at seven. If they wanted to take number twelve or some of their first round inventory from next year and move up, so this one was. This is the wildest mock drafter we've seen. Yes, this one's all over the place. He's all over the place. All over the place. Now the one you sent today, he's throwing darts out there. uh, The one you sent today, I hated. I just, I, 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 I mean, I don't. I I love you. I hated this mock draft, so I didn't. I'll take it personally. I didn't like this. This is the one where the Texans take Will Anderson at number two overall. Yes, and then the Cardinals. This is a mock draft by CBS Sports. They do a pretty good job. They do. Um, I'll tell you why I hated it in a minute. Well, okay. Well, Anderson goes number two to the Texans. Mm -hmm. It says the Texans are probably taking a quarterback at two, but they also turned down a chance to move into the first pick, knowing the Bears had other suitors for the spot. So what if they are just happy with one of the Alabama players? It says they take Will Anderson Jr. Cardinals trade with Tennessee. Tennessee moves up, they get CJ Stroud. Cardinals go down to 11, take Miles Murphy. Defensive lineman Clemson. I don't know if we've played his draft profile or not. We haven't. You want to take a guess on who it is? New crew or old crew? Old crew. Sarah, Mitch, Aaron, or Eric? I believe you won the last one, so I believe you get to go first. (sighs) I'm going to go Murphy, Irish. I'm going to go Maloney. (laughs) I'm going to go with the Irish. I'm going to connect the dots and go Irish. Put me down for Eric Ruby. Miles Murphy. Edge. Clemson.
0: Murphy made an instant impact at Clemson as a five-star athlete
1: coming out of high school. In his three college seasons, 2020 through 2022, Murphy was the only FBS player to rack up at least 10 tackles for loss and one forced fumble in each of those seasons. But as he goes to the next level, his game will need some work. He's seen as more of a disruptor than a finisher in the pass rush, and it takes him a while to reach top speed in pursuit. Scouts say the potential is there, but he will need a few years of work to boost his ceiling. NFL Comp. Former Bengals D. End, Antoine Odom. Sarah Cazell with the update there. Uh-huh. We're both wrong. Here's what I hate about this mock. Yes. The Titans move up from 11 to 3, and all they have them giving up is their second round pick and a fourth round pick. In addition to the 11th pick. Okay, that is Yet. way not enough. Uh-uh. And that's not going to happen. Uh-uh. Nope. Just nope, a second-rounder and a fourth-rounder? Yeah, number 11, a second, uh, and a fourth. You yeah, move from nope. 11 to 3, it's you're gonna, giving up a future first. going to cost more than that. You're, Sorry, giving next, you're giving up next year's first to go get your guy. His Phoenix Suns team is now set up for the postseason. What's the plan for these final three regular season games? President of Basketball Ops James Jones joins us only on Arizona Sports next.
0: Burns and Gambo. Afternoons.
1: Arizona Sports.
0: The local sports
1: leader. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. Scheduled to hear from James Jones. I imagine he'll be calling in very shortly. He never misses a show. He actually doesn't. He's very reliable. Very reliable. But Miami did lose in the Final Four. She might be a little upset about that. I'd still be strong. It's your team. It's one of the few. College basketball is one of the few sports where you actually win by not winning. Getting to the Final Four is a win. You hang a banner. You cut down nets. Everything else, if you're like, you know, unless you win at all, you lose. (laughs) Right? College basketball is you get to the Final Four like you're celebrated. You're celebrated. That team is infamous. This is not wrong. Yeah, you're you, famous. You I are. made a final four. You did. You, th- you were in the final. Yep, played in the final four. You've forever. You're, you're now national. Of course, the national championships better. But if you are, if you win a final four, you won your bracket. You cut down nets. You get celebrated like you. You hang well, the banner. It's 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 you, a championship. You, but you hang banners too. In like, like there's a banner at Footprint Center. When the Suns won the Western Conference and went to the finals two years ago. There's a Western yeah, but Conference we don't think banner. We don't think about that. We, we never talk about that. No, we, we never, never we ever we talk about it like we celebrate Final Fours. So I'll totally give you that. There's a banner at State Farm Stadium celebrating the Cardinals when they won the NFC Championship game and went to the Super Bowl. There's, a, there's an yeah, NFC Championship Diamondbacks if they banner. win the sure. NL West. you well, look at those agree. things. No, but, I know, but you, the point of what you're saying is 100% right. We celebrate being one of the Final Four teams left way yeah. more in college basketball than we do in any other sport. When, on a coach's biography, they'll say, he led this team to three Final Fours. Like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. You get to a Final Four, it's a big deal. Yep, no doubt. Uh, if you can't tell, we are stalling. <laughs> we're call no, I call. Just, yeah, we're, no it's, uh, it, it was a good stall up. effort by you, as, as I wasn't, a matter of fact. I wasn't stalling. I was just thinking about that. Um, the Suns are seven and zero with Kevin Durant. They are locked into the fourth seed after their win last night, and the Pelicans lost too. They they cannot be caught in any tiebreaker scenario, so they're going to finish number four. Tell you something else happening with the Phoenix Suns while well, we're waiting for so James they can to sell call tickets in. now. Oh, they already. My wife, yes. Oh, yeah. You she wife bought some tickets? Got the email. I mean, she didn't, but for the company that she works for, she manages the, the suite for the company, and oh, yeah, she got that email. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Lickety split, first yeah. thing this morning, ready to go. Got that bill? <laughs> those oh, bills, are, those was, bills are expensive. It was ready. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely ready. Devin Booker, 74 points behind third place all time on the Phoenix Suns career scoring list. He needs to average 25 points per game over these final three to pass... Kevin Johnson this year. Now he's gonna pass Kevin Johnson. He's gonna end up number one. Unless he doesn't play night. in one of the games. Well, no, I, I mean eventually. Oh eventually. Like eventually okay. he will. If he this doesn't year, do it next right. yeah. This year, yeah, if he doesn't play in one of the games, he would have to average, you know, I, way more than that. And I said to you, let's let's not take Booker for granted. I don't think many of us do. But what this guy has accomplished in such a short amount of time, to think that he's only going to be behind Walter Davis and Alvin Adams if he averages 25 points a game for the next three is incredible. I mean, 25 points a game over the next three, you pass KJ. Walter Davis and Adam Adams are the only guys ahead of you. And then you'll pass both of those guys really soon. You'll pass Alvin Adams next year. You'll pass Adam Alvin, Alvin Adams. And then probably a year after or so, you'll, Walter Davis. I mean... In a short amount of time, he's going to be the all-time leading scorer in Phoenix Suns history at a very young age. Yeah. That I, is an incredible—and and, and then if you look, he scored 27 last night. And I got this right off of that great website, Arizona Sports History, at AZ Sports History. Terrific website. I really enjoy it on Twitter. Um, past Nick Van Exel, Bill Sharman, Del Curry— and he's two, number 238 all-time. Next up, he'll pass Jim Jackson. Jeez. He'll pass Jim Jackson on the list. Like, he's not only climbing up the Suns list. He's climbing up the all-time list. And, you know, you sit there and you get so excited about Durant. And we're raving about how well Chris Paul has played. And Booker just goes about his business nonchalantly, getting it done every night. You know, night in, night out. Superstar, supermax contract. Could be, you know, he'll be the guy. Like, he'll be the guy that led the... KD will get a lot of credit. Chris Paul will get credit. But it'll be more it'll be more Devin Booker's championship than anybody else's. I, I don't I think the amount of people who take Devin Booker for granted is is pretty Small, um, but, but I understand where you're going with this because there's no doubt Kevin Durant is the shiny new object. There, there's zero debate about it. Like, like yeah, he's 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 Buzz Lightyear, no, no question. And That's, Devin you, Booker's Woody. You've, you've used that metaphor before, and it's mm. a great one. Devin Booker is definitely Woody, and he's, KD is definitely Buzz. He's and a new toy. And and right right to now, Andy and, is playing with Kevin Durant. Uh-huh. I mean, right, like <laughs> Andy, uh-huh, yeah. Andy is Suns fans everywhere. Yeah, and Andy is all about Buzz light right now. Who would Chris Paul be in that one? Uh, would he be T-Rex? T-Rex? I Slinky Dog. Well, oh, uh, <laughs> he'd be Slinky Dog. He'd be Slinky Dog. Be dog. Yeah. He'd be Slinky Dog. And DeAndre Ayton would be T-Rex. Yeah, oh, DeAndre Ayton would definitely be T-Rex. 'Cause like cause like <laughs> T Rex is he's supposed to be a dinosaur, right? He's supposed to be this yes. big, bad, mean dinosaur. Yeah. And he's actually not a big bad mean dinosaur, right? DeAndre Eaton is definitely He's T Rex. He's yeah. And I'll Who give, is the who is the who is the girl that took over from Woody when he went to college? Uh the uh, you mean uh, the the, Who the, got the the female version yeah, of Woody? Yeah, I, not of Woody the, of the kid Andy. Oh, oh, oh the, the the girl that they left all the toys yeah, to when he yeah. went. After, I can't remember. That's her Matt name. Ishbia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Look, Devin Booker's still my favorite. I th- I think he'll no matter what happens with KD and how this ends, Devin Booker will always be my favorite because he. Yeah. he I think you, he, he did everything right. He everything. Did everything everything right he okay. suffered he suffered through brutal brutal seasons brutal seasons no respect for him no respect for the organization he went through all the bad draft picks i mean yep. the, the josh jackson fiasco i mean it was it was earl watson and interim coaches and interim gm i mean it was bad and then he stayed. He signed a he signed a max contract. And then he signed a super max contract. And now, for the last couple of years, you know the fruits of his labor are paying off. He's winning. But yes, a, a lot a, a lot of players would have bailed out before he got to this point. A lot of players at his level would have gotten very frustrated after a couple of twenty lost you know twenty win seasons. And 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 it out, nope. and he never never wanted out. No, he didn't. And his charitable work off the floor, um, his how accessible he is. You know, we saw that video when he was with the he did the FaceTime with the yeah, fanatics with the, uh, guy with the girl yeah, who had yeah. all the trading cards, yep. the money that he raises, the, the the level of involvement he has in the community. I mean, look, he's not he's not perfect, and and this might upset Devin Booker fans, but sometimes you know I get a little annoyed by the referee thing that he you know gets he gets really sometimes that gets in his head and he has a hard time getting out of his own way with that and and sometimes he's a little too chatty out there on the floor but whatever for the most part devin booker is he, he's he's done everything the absolute right way and so no matter how much buzz lightyear might be the new favorite toy he will always be my favorite toy on this basketball team always Outside of, well, Kevin Johnson didn't start his career with the Suns, right? No, he started with the Cavs. The Cavs. Has there ever been uh, what player comes? Does any player come to? Because Nash played somewhere else. Amari played somewhere else. Walter Davis is the played first someone. one. I mean, the guy that played his back. whole career with one the one team. Well, played his whole was, career. That wasn't Walter Davis. He didn't play his whole career with the Suns. But I just think of him as like an original son. Okay. Has there ever been a Suns legend who played his entire career just with the Suns? Oh, Alvin Adams would be the one. I think oh, he God. played. I could, uh, yeah. Oh, I know. I, I don't think he played with anybody else. I'm gonna look. Okay, I, look at that. Look that up. I don't he, think you he think did. of every. You know, even the, the guys from the Barkley era. You look. You think about that team from the Barkley era. Those guys. KJ did play with the Cavs. Um, yeah. know, Chambers played with different teams, and Ainge played with different teams, and Marley Adams played didn't. with different teams. He was with the Suns his entire career. His entire Is that career. the only example? It's the only one I can think of, wow. of a guy who was only here. Now, yeah. you just never know how it's going to end. I mean, there's a lot of years left in Devin Booker's career, but he has a chance to be that the Derek Jeter type. Yes. I'm going to play my entire career with one organization. And then they build statues of guys like that. You better believe they do. like they put statues up of guys like that. Larry Fitzgerald, Shane Doan. I mean, it, there's there's real value in being that guy, and especially if you're the one who leads him to a championship for the first time ever. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo Show, we redid some things behind the scenes. James Jones, president of basketball operations, general manager of the Suns. He will join us next on the Burns and Gambo Show. and Gambo. Afternoons. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. All right, the uh, ebb and flow of live radio, if you will. James Jones, we thought we were going to get him this segment. We're kind of readjusting the schedule a little bit. We are going to get James on today. He will join us at 5.30 this afternoon. So we will have our weekly conversation with the Suns president of Basketball option GM, but just won't happen. Uh, this segment didn't happen. But so we'll have him on at five thirty. Talk to James Jones. then. we'll make it work. We will. We always do. Campo. In the meantime, it does give us an opportunity to talk about what happened in the NBA last night because it was oh, uh, it was a doozy. It was a doozy of a night. I'm actually going to start with the game that has really nothing at all to do with the Phoenix Suns, at least not yet, and that's the Denver Nuggets losing to the Houston Rockets one twenty four to one hundred three, and Michael Malone, the coach of the losing Nuggets, losing his mind. My- Oh my
0: God! He just took a blowtorch to his team after the game. I have no idea. You know, um, we had a chance to uh, to clinch number one tonight. And we talked about it this morning, you know, the opportunity at hand. Uh, And we definitely did not take that opportunity seriously because the way we played tonight was uh, unacceptable, playing like that this late in the year. If that's how we're going to play, we'll be out in the first round. Easy. Easy. We'll be out in the first round. Easy. Easy.
1: If that's how we're going to play... We'll be out in the first round. That is incredible. Oh, hold on, he was just sharpening the knife. Okay, you got more. He hasn't
0: even stabbed the beast yet. Here we go. Well, I'm definitely gonna say something. You know, that's my job as a head coach. You know, I'm not gonna, you know, just say it's okay, guys, bring it in. No, that's BS. You know, um, you know, when we don't do our jobs, there's accountability. And I speak the truth. And, I, and me calling a, a soft tonight isn't something I'm saying to you. I just told our team that. And I dared somebody to challenge me that it wasn't true. And no one did because we as a group were soft tonight. I'm not saying we are soft, but tonight we were. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. Now,
1: Jokic was just coming back from being out three games with yeah. the calf injury, and yeah. Jamal Murray got hurt. Thumb injury. Thumb injury, and they're not sure if they're going to play him the rest of no, the regular season. No, no, but it was, uh, it was kind of a nagging injury for like several games. He didn't play in the second half, but he didn't want to use it as an excuse at all. He didn't want to use it as an excuse, and said something about, is Jamal going to get 19 defensive rebounds? Talking about the 20 offensive rebounds that Denver gave up. He was pissed. Yeah, he was. Should have been. That's the. Listen, they very well could be one and done. They could. They I, could. Depending on the matchup, they could be a one and done team. And I know. Look, we, we both we both have a great deal of respect for our producer, and we're not just doing this. He's a big Nuggets fan. You. I think Michael Malone senses that if he doesn't do something here yeah. to jolt his team back into some sense of reality, that you could be absolutely right. Like, would it be shocking if LeBron James and the Lakers are the eighth seed and they upset the Nuggets in the first round? I wouldn't be blown away by that. I would go, Oh my god, can you believe what happened? To think that you're an 8 to you, to think that you'd rather be the 8 seed playing the Nuggets than the 5 seed playing the Suns. Yeah. That's just the way this is a weird year. It really is it's a weird year. It's a strange year. year. Cuz usually over the course of 82 games the cream rises to the top. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that the phrase? The cream rises to the top? That is the phrase. Over oh, the course of 82 games, the best teams are going to figure it out. Like, they're going to be the, you know, so the fact that Denver, Memphis, and Sacramento are the best teams, but everybody's worried about Phoenix, the Clippers, Golden State, and the Lakers is just mind-boggling. It's, it's a very unique situation, unlike anything we've ever seen before. Yeah, no, we, it really is unlike anything we've ever seen before. Okay, so that happened last yeah, night. Yeah, okay, what else you got? Golden State beat the Thunder last night, 136-125. Final home game of the season for them. They're on the road so the rest of the time. Yeah, you know. so they won't win any more games. Now, Clay Thompson was a late scratch with low back tightness. Totally unexpected, according to Steve Kerr. They, they did not have any idea that this was coming. Now, here's what else is coming for Golden State. That's Andrew Wiggins. He's back. did a press conference. He didn't play last
0: night, but he did a press conference, and he's close. It was all just love and support. Um, I had a lot of the teammates just, you know, hitting me up and, you know, saying sending the love and their prayers. And, um, you know, I just appreciate it all. You know, it just goes a long way. You know, it's more than basketball. So he's missed 23 straight games.
1: He's was able to work out regularly, shoot, lift weights, but he's got to get his conditioning back so they've got to decide if he can build up the stamina and endurance to get back to game action. No real timetable set, but I think that they'd like to, you know, to get him in these final 3 games and just let him work up so he's ready to go for the playoffs because remember they if they, if there's a play-in tournament, you know, if they're in the play-in, they're going to play pretty quickly. So they don't have the 5 days off that the other teams are going to have. Yeah, they think they're going to be able to get him in pretty quick. You and I have talked with a great deal of reverence and respect for Golden State and rightfully so. not only are they the defending champs, but They've got the ability to make up deficits in a hurry, get big leads in a hurry because of their ability to shoot the three. I think the thing that makes me the most nervous about them and, and glad to see the Suns would be avoiding them potentially in the first round, depending on how this shakes out, is that getting Wiggins back and now getting Gary, Gary Payton the second back really improves them defensively, right? They've been yes. not great defensively. They've been better lately. But for the most part this year, they've been nowhere near the same defensive-level team that they've been in years past, and certainly not last year. They get Wiggins and Gary Payton the second back, those are two key Key guys to them defending well. Oh, and that just adds another layer to what scares you about Golden State, right? To have those two guys when they haven't had them for almost all year, that's what gives you a little bit of the, the nervous feeling about Golden State. Yeah, there's no question, because those guys, you know, they that those guys could the pool could score, but getting Wiggins gives you that versatile defender. That's a big deal. And Draymond plays good defense. And but now you gotta look you gotta okay, what's the issue with Clay? I mean, everybody's dealing with something injury wise. It kind of feels like the Suns are kind of healthy right now, which is a good thing going into the playoffs. So you got Paul George with the Clippers, you got Clay here, you've got, I mean, is it Steven Adams in Memphis? And so there are injuries for, you know, a lot of these teams. The Lakers are on, you know, they're walking on pins and needles every day that those two guys, LeBron and AD, play. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we already talked about the Lakers and the Clippers tonight. Last night, the Lakers were able to get that win against Utah, albeit in overtime, in which LeBron James had to play 38 minutes. Anthony Davis. Had to play 42 minutes. They both had really good games. They are both questionable for tonight's game. No one's sure whether they're going to play against the Clippers tonight or not. Yeah, I think that the, I, I think that I think that they probably sit them out and not me really. Why just cuz because it's because you could still you sit them out, make sure they're right. You got to be healthy going into the playoffs of the other Lakers, okay? Uh-huh. At some point you may have to play the Suns. You got to be healthy going into the playoffs. Those guys played a lot last night. They both been injured. I'm not going to, you know, I, I I'm going to lose the battle to try to win the war if I'm the Lakers. I don't need to go all out to win this game to try to get the five seed and play the Phoenix Suns. If I lose, I lose. If I end up in six, seven, eight, it's okay. Like I'll, I'll, I'll I got to make sure those two guys are healthy. And if I've got to sit them out to make sure they're healthy, I'm going to do that. Even though they, and they may say they want to play and everything, but doing the right thing for the Lakers is probably not having those guys play. I agree, and I think that. At this point, given all the conversation you and I have had about would you rather be the fifth seed and play the Suns in the first round or would you rather be the seventh seed and take your chance in the play-in tournament, my guess is the Lakers would opt for the rest for their two stars, knowing that everything they're going to accomplish relies on the health of those two guys. Rest them while you can. Know that you're going to be in the play-in tournament, hopefully for them They win you know, the first game of the play-in tournament, and then they get the Memphis Grizzlies in round two, uh, who, by the way, they do play tonight. The Grizzlies are at the Pelicans. The Kings are at the Mavs. The Lakers are at the Clippers. Those are the three big games in the NBA tonight, Kai. Now, that Grizzlies game matters because if Grizzlies, if they lose, Denver clinches the best record in the West. If the Grizzlies beat the Pelicans, Denver still hasn't clinched the number one seed. Their next game would be against the Suns on Thursday. Denvers would be. So suddenly that game would have an incredible amount of urgency for them to make sure they don't blow this thing and have Memphis sneak in at the last minute and take away the number seed away from them. So that that's a big one to watch tonight. That and the Pelicans, who had won seven of eight, they're, they're you know, they need to maintain their position in the play in tournament as well. Chalk holds, if you're if you're one in Shark Holds, you get the Suns in the second round. Yeah. If you're one, Yeah, you would get the Suns in the second round. So maybe two's better. Oh, there's... Look, you can make the argument that Denver at one, the Suns at four, the Clippers at five, and let's say Golden State at eight or the Lakers at eight, that's the side of the bracket where it's going to be brutal. So tough. Whereas the other side, it's the Kings and it's Memphis and it's the Clippers without Paul George or, you know, whatever the case may yeah. be, right? Like it, yeah. it's, it, it might, you could make the argument, maybe that's where you want to be for something like that. And then of course the Mavericks desperately trying to stay in this thing. I saw there's some comments today from Mark Cuban about where he hopes they can keep Kyrie Irving. They want to keep Kyrie well, I Irving. I mean, it went all out and traded for him. They made a lot of mistakes. There was a great comment I heard where Luka Doncic was, somebody asked him, do you miss Brunson? And he said, yes. Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah, Luka Doncic said, yeah, we miss Brunson. Oh. Yeah, so, I mean, you're not going to, Luka's not up. You still got that protest that hasn't been ruled on, too. That would be crazy if they ruled in their favor, and the Mavs and the Warriors had to go back and play like 14 minutes. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, we're there. Four o'clock. The reset is next here on Burns and Gambo.